Welcome back to the Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of the Wise Man's Sphere and then we talk about it. This is page 508. Stupid, stupid, stupid. My thoughts spun in circles as I tried to decide among my several unpleasant options. The harsh yee-haw of the Tinker's donkey startled a thought into me. Are you headed to Severin, Tinker? More through than two, he said, but yes. I just remembered a letter I need to send. If I gave it to you, could you deliver it to a certain inn? He nodded slowly. I could, he said, given that you'll be needing paper and ink. He smiled, waving the package again. I grimaced. I will, Tinker, but how much will the lot of this cost me? He looked at the accumulated items. Salt and box, four bits. Knife, 15 bits. Paper, pens, and ink, 18 bits. Tinder box, three bits. And the delivery, I said, an urgent delivery, the tinker said with a bit of a smile. To a lady, unless I mistake the look on your face. I nodded. Right, he rubbed his chin. Ordinarily, I'd push for about 35 and then have a nice leisurely dicker when you bargain me down to 30. The price was reasonable, especially considering how hard it was to find good paper. Still, it was a full third of the money the mayor had given me. We would need that money for food, lodging, and other supplies. But before I could say anything, the tinker continued. Now I can tell that's too much for your comfort, he said. And I hope you'll don't think me too forward in saying this, but that is a rather fine cloak you're wearing. I'm always willing to make a fellow a trade. I pulled my lovely burgundy cloak around me self-consciously. I suppose I'd be willing to give it up, I said, not having to fake the regret in my voice. That will leave me with no cloak at all. What will I do when it rains? No trouble there, the tinker said. He pulled a bundle of cloth out of a pack and held it up for me to see. It had been black once upon a time, but long use and many washings had faded it to a dark greenish color. It's a little tatty, I said, reaching out to finger a fraying seam. It's just broken in, that's all, he said easily, spreading it across my shoulders. Good fit, good color for you, brings out your eyes. Besides, you don't want to be looking too well off, but with those bandits on the road. I sighed. What will you give me in trade? I asked, handing my beautiful cloak over to him. That cloak's not a month old, mind you, and it's never even seen a drop of rain. The tinker ran his hands over my beautiful cloak. It's got all sorts of little pockets, he said admiringly. That's just lovely. And that's just the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. Oh, this tinker's so smart. The The tinker, like, did his, his billing, but I feel like the whole time he knew Quoth would need to not look fancy. And so he was like planning this. <laughs> yeah, it, feel, it feels like it was he, the tinker was planning this. That's how I feel about it. And you're right. Like obviously, a kind of dark green cloak is a lot better for skulking around a forest looking for bandits. It's also fan- how like the the fan base imagines Quoth a lot. Well, because I think one of the cloaks that he gets that's not this one is like. Well, he gets the, he's got a green one before he gets the blue one from Fella. Right. Uh, Fella's cloak was was dark green and black with pockets. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is the it? cloak that the mayor gave him. This was yeah. part of the tailoring from the mayor. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking, like, what cloak colors has he worn? He had a blue one, though, did he not? At some point? Possibly. Or maybe he, maybe he gets a blue one. I don't know. I no, I think that you're right. This is like this is like his classic outfit. He's like had a costume change, but we want to get him back into like the look that's on all the posters. You know, the look that appears in his his like official biography. But I also do kind of think the Tinker's rubbing it in when he talks about the little pockets. You're like, oh, this is real nice. Look at all these little pockets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jordana, the the second cloak, the one he got when he left Tarbine, was dark blue. There you go. I knew there was a blue one in there somewhere. 
And he's also, like, he definitely knows that he has Quoth over a barrel, right? He can see as soon as he talks to Quoth about writing letters, and Quoth goes, oh, crap, I do have a letter I really need to write. Uh, then, then, you know, the Tinker's like, all right, I got this guy. He's going to be buying that ink and paper from me. <laughs> the Tinker mentions the bandits, sort of in passing. You don't want to look too well off with those bandits on the road. And you can take this in one of two ways, or in both ways, I suppose. One of the ways is that the bandits might be so common knowledge that any traveler right now on the road is aware of them and they're passing the information back and forth. But the way the Tinker mentions it is in such a way that any traveler who's reasonably well informed would know about these bandits. These are common knowledge, these these bandits. Uh, And the other way that you could read this is that the Tinker knows what Quoth's aim is. And this is sort of a sly wink. He's slipping in there because he knows where he's going. He knows what his aim is. Yeah, I feel like it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. Well, he does say on the previous page that the road is dangerous that way, you know, pointing to where Quoth is going. So it's the the bandits are implied. So I think that the idea that he like everybody knows there's bandits on the road is um is is a good one. And we he also says to Quoth, if you want to, I forget exactly what he says, but he basically says, if you wanted to write a song while you're on the road, you're going to need pen and ink. Now, he probably just sees Quoth's loot, right? Quoth is carrying his loot in his loot case with him. So I'm sure the thing are just like, oh, he's got a loot. He puts two and two together. Um, so I think that what we can take away from this is that tinkers are observant about the people that they are dealing with and that that helps them ply their trade, right? How I can tell by looking at this person, what they are going to want or need from me. Mm -hmm. And that probably makes them seem more magical without it actually being magical. Not that I don't think Tinker's a magical, because I do. It probably makes them seem even more magical than they actually are, just because they happen to be observant. Yes, exactly. Much in the same way that Quoth bolsters his reputation for being, uh, you know, a wizard super genius uh, by, like, letting rumors about mundane things he's done get out of hand. I think it's exactly the same thing that tinkers are doing. And again, that's not to say that they don't also have some kind of supernatural aspect to them, but maybe this idea that, you know, that, uh, that isn't even really on the page. It's just something we've talked about a lot that they know what you need before you need it is just a result of them being observant. I mean, I don't think it's just a result of that. And they could just be good salespeople. Yeah, exactly. Eh. They just use inductive reasoning. It's way less hmm. fun. Like Sherlock Holmes's. That's right. Well, we can Sherlock your Holmes on tomorrow's. Oh, Jordana, at least buy me dinner first. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. Goodness gracious. The wind. 